0: Welcome to the Suzy Plus podcast with Cy Clark and Tracy Franklin. Later in this episode.
1: So the radio station from Frankfurt, Hit mm. Radio FFH, had a competition to find the top cow in the region. Yeah. Mm. I I I ain't jesting you. There was a short list of four cows in the end. They had to send in video footage and I must have said they're very nice cows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staring at them now. Shame you can't see it, right? Mm.
0: Well, we've been set free from the studio. Join us as we chat about the trials and tribulations of day-to-day life in the southeast region of the UK, taking some aspects of what we do on the radio, removing the music and adding more speech. Whether you're a loyal listener to the radio station or you've just come across us for the first time, you're part of the Suzy Radio family. From our house to yours, this is Suzy Plus.
1: a warm welcome. If you've just tuned in, it doesn't matter where you've come from. We are a brand new venture for a radio station called Suzy Radio. If you've joined us from the website or somewhere similar, a warm welcome. I am Cy Clark, and from time to time, I'll appear on the A radio station, but uh, for now we're stuck with the podcast. And sat over there, which is a little bit further than over there, is
0: it's Tracy Franklin, and you may know me from occasionally doing the Susie Radio local news and one or two other programs with Si that we've done. Well, quite a while ago now, haven't we? We haven't presented together for a while, but but here we are in the form of a podcast instead.
1: Yeah, we thought we'd venture into it. It's been a hot topic throughout the the lockdowns and various tiers and everything. Loads of celebrities are doing it. We're far from celebrity. We're just simple, common people who just want to talk in microphones and sound deep.
0: You speak for yourself, All right. Common
1: okay. people. And if you've not come to us from the radio station, you're equally as welcome, in fact probably more welcome, because the idea behind the podcast is to broaden our horizons, stretch Sussex and Surrey, if that's possible, and encompass wherever. It doesn't matter. You're welcome all on board. If you want to get in touch, by the way, we'll give all the email details towards the end of this, if you can stick it out for that long.
0: So how's it going Sai Commuting, working during a pandemic. How's it been for you? We started off in March and you've been working all the way through as well haven't you?
1: Mm, yeah mm. It's, <laughs> I find that the, the frustration is it's not I, I can I, now I can tolerate it I was getting very angry at certain people on the train not covering up their noses i was
0: going to say i mean i follow you on twitter we follow each other on twitter and i've seen some of your comments your outrage <laughs> at the mask wearing public that's
1: very <laughs> outrage i mean come on
0: <laughs> outraged of surrey
1: yeah or sussex or wherever you well, happen but, to be from i mean probably like quite a few other people as well they've uh, seen it from going from a normal world in which we were once upon a time to going through the lockdown phase where there was there was me stood on a platform just it was like the film 28 days later mm-hmm. glancing in every direction there was me and a member of staff and then getting on the train at the time you just kind of it was incredibly surreal but we've, we're out the other side now and it's it's kind of revved up and the powers that be do suggest that the, there's not as many commuters it does depend what time you're on a train and where you're going etc but it's now it's to a point where you, you look at other people and I, I, honestly I, I don't care whether they're covering up anymore because it's not my job not my task to chase after them I'm not the police and even the police can't really do a lot
0: can so, so do you find then that there's quite a lot of people that aren't aren't wearing masks I mean I've not I've only been on the train once since March actually and that was a couple of weeks ago we decided to go up to London just to see that it was still there really I you know I have a yearning to go and visit London every now and again where <laughs> we're in commuter distance and I thought I'd go for a walk around Hyde Park um, and it was fairly quiet on the train there actually you know every other seat was in use but you know that the no Two people needed to sit near each other because there was enough space, but um, people generally seem to be wearing masks. So do, do they not? Do they not anymore? Yeah, I mean it's a mixture.
1: I think uh, since Boris announced his, his latest uh, announcement about people being fined, uh, yeah. and there are certainly some of the train companies have got people uh, checking up on them. I don't think they have any uh, legal authority, but they are certainly on. Uh, Thameslink, I think. Just uh, there are other train companies available, of course. But um, yeah, they've been going up and uh, advising their customers to cover up their feces unless, of course, because there are plenty of people yeah. that um, can't wear them. Because, in fact, tonight, just tonight, I uh, it was uh, horrendous. So I was a bit hot and sweaty, Ooh. and it, it, yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> Thank you for that.
1: I know but even the the face face mask when you're you're trying to get your breath and you're like oh. I'm sorry, I did that a bit too much, but it's just horrible. I couldn't get my breath back, so I, I was just wanna I just wanted to rip my face mask off and it's the first thing I did when I yeah. got back to the station. But
0: takes a bit of getting used to. When I first wore one I thought, I'm not gonna be able to manage this. You know, I'm worried about whether I'm gonna be able to be, breathe properly, but actually now it's almost like a it's almost like a comfort blanket. <laughs> Um, You know, I feel a bit odd without my mask now. If I went into a shop without one, I think I'd feel a bit exposed.
1: Well, there is something that you can do. (laughs) Stuck on a good idea, actually, because I was sat with somebody. If if ever you, I don't know, fruit or something and your face mask's big enough, Try shove an apple in your face mask. uh, And and if you're feeling a bit peckish, you can just have a, a bite. You've got an apple to one side on your cheek.
0: That wouldn't look strange, would it?
1: Not at all. Uh, we could go to the lens of putting two apples there and a banana, but that would just be <laughs> daft. Uh, but, or just a banana, of course. Stop it! In a permanently smiley face. Oh,
0: good. <laughs> uh, So exactly
1: please stop. Uh, cottage cheese? No. No. Um, no. Uh, how about your favourite boiled sweets? Uh, custard, you know those rhubarb and custard ones? You could have a couple there for when you're a little bit... Mm, that oh, sounds really pretty sweet. horrible, oh. actually. So The small cans of cola, you could use those. Uh, yeah. You could use a bit of, to work your tongue out as well. You could try and open that. Oh, good grief. Now, the, I've, you know, seen, your like the... I've mm. seen your tweets. I've seen
0: your tweets where you've been despairing <laughs> about people not wearing the masks properly. So what have they been mm. doing then, just putting them around their chin and that? Because some people yeah, do yeah, that, yeah, I don't it, know. they? They slip it, them down, it, but they don't actually wear them, which is a bit I did weird. see
1: one guy, he'd put it on his... Uh, the other way. Rather than chin, he'd put it on his head. He was a, He'd rather... It, it, okay. he, oh, he's bald, right? <laughs> he had no hair, and he'd put it there. So it was like a little...
0: Uh yeah, just
1: like a tent. You know, one of those <laughs> things that you'd in the when, when we had hot weather and you'd put it over your patio set sort of thing, it just looked Bit bit strange as well. So
0: yes, yes, it's, it's something that I didn't think I'd ever get used to, but I, I feel quite used to it now. It's become a way of life, you know. You have your, your mask sort of, I put it like an armband on my arm when I'm walking around, and then put it on when I need it. So yeah, um, see
1: that that's the other thing that it's it, everything is so disjointed because it's about individual interpretation, and I mean when I mean individual, I mean like businesses, for example, because you can go somewhere and you feel as though. You need to take all your clothes off and be showered holes down, and it's that effectively sterile the environment. No, you really the, don't. They're no. the, the, the tra- <laughs> the, the, the trying to do, but then you go to the shop next door and you waltz in, and no, give, nobody gives a monkey's.
0: You do uh, see some people that just seem to, to walk around without the masks. Mm. I know that there are some exemptions, but I think if if you if you don't wear one or you, you can't wear one, I think you're, you're supposed to wear one of those sunflower lanyards, aren't you? The ones that show or indicate hidden disabilities but i mean that would be one way of, of getting around it so you don't get the funny looks and oh, why aren't they wearing their mask but um but yeah that obviously some for medical reasons can't wear them or have certain conditions where it's difficult but you yeah, I do not know you do see a few in in the supermarket that you think why aren't they wearing their mask
1: yeah so, some people should wear them just cuz they're ugly to be honest <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. well but speaking out of turn i'm just I, I, say what i say but uh, joking aside y- you only see the eyes of a lot of people you and do. How, how do people express themselves with their eyes and it's quite when if you're, you're there, smiling it's on the, the, yeah, yeah the smiling your with eyes. your eyes yes yeah the body language it changes somewhat doesn't it well, it's, um, sometimes
0: it's quite nice to be a bit sort of um you know you know, in, in disguise almost. It's a bit bit odd, isn't it? Because mm. I, um, where was I? I was in a, a well-known local supermarket in the summer, quite a hot day. I didn't really think about it. I was wearing my sunglasses and the mask and um, I showed my NHS id card because we're allowed to have a discount and the poor woman looked at, at my id card and looked at my face and she said i said oh, i just can't i can't see you you know i sort of forgotten first of all i got the mask on then forgotten i'd got sunglasses on i mean i could have been anybody i must have looked ridiculous so um then i lowered she, she my was mask. lucky
1: she was lucky that she couldn't see you to be honest this is
0: nice isn't it so i lowered yeah. my mask raised mm. my glasses and said this is me and, then and she got said disc- cover
1: up quickly love and i Seriously. got my discount
0: yes this is charming, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Well,
1: yeah. well as long as you got your discount, that's fine.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's it is extraordinary actually, because wherever I go, there seems to be some sort of discount for for something um, because of the current times. And, and working for for the NHS, we've been quite fortunate in a lot of places are recognising. What do we do? Well, not so much what I do, but what my colleagues do, perhaps. We've
1: got, we've got, to, got to clap for you, see. I mean, that's, <laughs> that went out the window, didn't it? All that clapping. But oh, to be honest, having gosh. a dog, the last thing you want to hear is a load of clapping because it just oh, sets the dogs off.
0: Was she scared?
1: Yeah, she was. Oh, so, dear. So. Fact, if, if, if if you're listening now, you might just... Is she in the... No, no. She's not, around she's not allowed, allowed in the studio. Uh, I, mean, I mean shed. <laughs> she's, she's not allowed. No.
0: Well, the clapping was odd, wasn't it? Because, well, it... it I found it a bit odd because we'd all appear on the doorstep, and I sort of held back a bit because I thought it feels a bit strange. I'm sort of clapping what we go to work to do, and that seems a bit strange. But we, we you know, we go there to do a job. You, you know, you, you get you get there, you do you do your work, and you're there, you know, to get get stuff done. And then then everyone's clapping.
1: Rather have a pay rise than a round of applause if you don't mind.
0: I tell you what fantastic thing did happen You know um, Captain Tom Doing his um, fundraising walk Mm. up and down he raised a lot of money for NHS charities and just recently that money has started to be distributed to the different NHS trusts okay. and the one I work for have, has decided, or, or the bosses have decided that to they...
1: To buy alcohol.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. they wouldn't do that. Right. But um, each NHS trust is using it as they see fit for their staff but mine has decided to give us all a day's paid leave on our birthday next year. Isn't that nice? Well, I really? thought it was quite nice yeah I thought I mean that's I think that's fantastic because if you could have asked any of us what we'd really like with that money it would be a day off and that's can't
1: what we get got. your four pack of Guinness or something
0: <laughs>
1: no a no day, a
0: day off uh, I'm, a, I'm a really... selection
1: of delicate meats
0: <laughs> no 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 given the cho- choice I'm very very happy with a day off and I think uh, all my colleagues are too
1: a day off yeah a paid uh, that day off. Elderly gentlemen walk backwards and forwards. Yeah. And you F- get a day off. N- N- no. No.
0: A N- bit of a day off. That's what you want, isn't it? When, oh when you're all dear. overstretched and overworked and tired, what better thing could you have with that money is a paid day off? I'm really happy with it.
1: Never mind days off. Mm-hmm. How about weeks off? How about traveling further afield how about reminiscing remembering the days when once upon a time you could sit there on the internet and be rest assured that you could select somewhere Mm. to travel to and you wouldn't have to worry about getting to the airport and dropping your pants and being swabbed and interrogated and then shoved in a duffel bag and, and moved from A to B without staring at anybody. What a cruel world we live in right
0: now. I'm standing on the Ponte Pietra bridge in Verona and the noise you can hopefully hear is the sound of the very very turbulent river Adige. I probably said that completely wrong. It's a very fast-flowing, turbulent river, not the sort of river you could go out and have boat trips on. Well, there just aren't any. It's just far too um, fast-flowing for that. Presumably, all the water cascading down from the mountains. And we did have a storm last night, so it's quite a ferocious river. Anyway, more for me a bit later.
1: I shouldn't think so. I'm not I'm getting too jealous, I can't be listening to more clips like that. It's hard for some, isn't it? Well it uh, did. Yeah.
0: I did it. I did it. I actually had a holiday. I actually got on a plane not long ago, went on holiday to Italy and came back and I still couldn't really believe it until we sort of touched down back at Gatwick. Um yeah.
1: I uh, did it. So so you were that flight. I saw a plane <laughs> once upon a time, isn't it? So you well, were on
0: that. It wasn't without its stress and worries because it was originally booked for June, and that was it was booked last Christmas before we even knew this virus existed. Mm. So um, as it got nearer and nearer, it was it was clear that that wasn't going to happen. So we managed to change the flight, change the hotel booking, which was all it wasn't straightforward. I won't bore you with all the details, but we moved it to go the last day of August and. At the time when i moved it in may that seemed like a long way off and i thought ah it'll all be over then it'll be fine it'll be okay that's that's no problem and as it got to sort of beginning of august middle of august we thought this is, this is going to happen, isn't it? Unless something else happens, like they decide to put us all in quarantine. But no, Italy remained a travel corridor country, which means you don't have to quarantine when you come back. Or we didn't at the time. I think things may have changed now. So we, we left. We went to Gatwick um, with a slight amount of trepidation, but everything was very COVID friendly, obviously. You know, everything's sort of done. You check in Gee. in advance.
1: Sorry, that was me. Italian.
0: C. C. Yes, yeah, so it sounds like you're saying your name. C.
1: C. <laughs> yeah. <anyway. laughs>
0: so yeah, and uh, on the flight itself, that that was the only strange thing about it. Everything's so careful. You've got the hand sanitizer everywhere. Everyone's queuing two meters apart. You're all being very careful. And on the plane, of course, you're, you're all sitting next to each other, in front of each other, behind each other. Um, there were some spare seats further at the back of the plane, but they didn't spread everybody out. We just stayed in our seats. Um, they, there was an announcement. Oh, I got on. The, I got on the plane, sat in my seat. Out come the, the anti back wipes. I was wiping down the armrest, wiping down everything I could. And then we'd actually taken off for about. 10 minutes after takeoff there was an announcement to say please don't wipe down any of the seats because there's been a special it's been sprayed with this special (laughs) disinfectant spray in advance and if you do that you might interfere with all their disinfecting (laughs) well (laughs) well, they could have told us that when we walked on couldn't they really because let's face it
1: a chemical reaction in your seat will melt
0: Well, well, I obviously did the wrong thing there, but um, it was all fine. It was all fine, and you know we got the other end. And Italy is very, very COVID-aware. And even on the, you know, um, we went to one of the lakes, Lake Garda, and you know you've been to Maggiore, haven't you? So you know yeah, the yes, little yes. local ferries that take you to the different islands and the other cute little towns around the lake. And well, even Como. yeah, well I haven't.
1: And been to... Ullswater.
0: Um, <laughs> Ullswater, um, yeah, but well, I'm sure they would be COVID-friendly then. Yeah. <laughs> and even there they'd take your temperature when you're in the queue so I had a great time well just thinking back to that time when I was sitting around the hotel swimming pool listening to the water well after two nights in Verona we travelled by train for about 20 minutes to the town of De del Delgada this is on the edge of Lake Garda and is one of the few towns that actually have a direct train connection from Verona and onto to Milan actually. So it's quite a good location. We've spent quite a few days travelling to the different towns um, around the lake. And at the moment I'm just sitting by the pool, by the hotel swimming pool, and you can hear the waves of Lake Garda lapping on the shore, all very relaxing.
1: Can I turn you off now? Because you, know, you know, I I bit. No, I, I, I went to York. All right. Oh, York's lovely. Went to see see to 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 see family, and uh, socially distant, of course. Made the <laughs> effort, went up there, and just sort of didn't go anywhere near anybody. To be honest, The socially distant barbecue where we flung burgers at each other across the garden. <laughs> It was all very, you know. I mean, in keeping with Italy, of course, which is a well-known burger-eating nation. Uh, we're drinking prosecco and things like that. So yeah, it's uh, uh, York, but Italy. Yeah, I, I want, know. Please, I'm going to have to go and have a pizza after this cause, <laughs> oh, oh no! It just, was. Oh, can we just like? Oh, would you just need to have a, a pause for a moment? Just oh, yeah. just. <laughs> In which we live. The trouble is, Mm -hmm. we're obviously recording this when we're in the thick of it.
0: Yep.
1: Hopefully, and I'm hoping, in six months' time, somebody might listen back to this and go, what the heck are they talking about?
0: I know, it could just be a distant memory, all this strangeness. So what will you do then? The first, well, I think I know the answer to this. The first (laughs) opportunity you get to go overseas, it seems like a silly question because I think I know what you're going to say, where will you go first?
1: Uh, Ventnor on the Isle of (laughs) Wight.
0: (laughs) <laughs> well that's lovely too I'd be happy with that <laughs> I
1: can't divulge where I go because I don't want lots of people turning up it's it's certainly not my own I don't own the place I'm not the only person that's ever been there but I don't want everybody bombarding the Black Forest I don't want people turning up in the Moors in Germany I don't want them going to Frankfurt of course well
0: they're not going I'd... to listen to you here and think oh Sy si says it's nice there well let's all mm. go now are they?
1: I, well, I don't know. I make a very good rep for the country. I've been umpteen times. I mm-hmm. certainly know the culture, the lifestyle, a few of the people. You must know Hermann, of and course. You, Herman's a German.
0: And you speak you, the language and you've got the accent, yeah. Ein
1: bisschen Deutsch, yes, of course. Yeah, we might get a big following in Germany there again. We might not. In fact, I've got to be careful because they might listen. And with with that Brexit thing that's going on, I might oh. never be allowed there ever again
0: well that is the thing isn't it because at the moment of course i mean i was lucky about going when i did but after well from now onwards we're not really sure what's going to happen anyway with travel in europe
1: you see no doubt for for an, another episode we can um embrace what may or may not happen with the to europe and hopefully by then we might be able to venture further afield our, our corridor may have opened up a oh, blooming I do big so. corridor um for, for us to be able to do some traveling because it's not i don't know about you it's not just the actual doing of the travel it's the organization yeah. i realized how much time that takes up of my life just yeah. doing the research same the the uh, booking of hotels and cancelling, then rebooking somewhere else because it's in a better area, I've read and another it, article from somewhere. And looking
0: on... at Street View to see what it looks like outside and then when you get there you feel like you've already been.
1: Exactly, <laughs> cutting through all the blab that's on the website saying, oh, it's it's just round the corner from such and such but then you have a look and go, what a load of rubbish, it'll take 30 minutes to get there. Because one of the, the best things in the world, of course, especially if you just want a little quick break, is to go somewhere that's where the airport is nearby. Um, I use probably Nice as an example. That's quite good. You can go to Cologne. The airport's near enough on the doorstep. A little hop, skip, and a jump to places like that. Cologne is
0: lovely, isn't it? Have you have you been to the chocolate museum there? There's a chocolate museum just on the river, oh my gosh, it's the most lovely place. It just smells of chocolate. You just you just can't come away without buying. It does
1: chocolate and smells of chocolate. It's a bit weird, isn't it? But it's just you can't go to Brussels. Well, I thought Brussels. the thing about chocolate is everybody puts their claim to being the best at chocolate, and we all get... Oh, is it Belgium? Belgium does the Belgium, best chocolate. Belgium, Switzerland,
0: Gen- uh, yeah, but the best is Cadbury's. No! Anyway. <laughs> no, no and no. others are available, of course.
1: Speaking of Germany, though, mm. right, this is, uh, ties in nicely, mm. as we were um also ties in with i'm not saying this is going to become a segment in the future but my window into the world of weirdness on radio across europe oh that's not really that long, again that's a <laughs> long-winded jingle my insight into the window of the world of radio but in frankfurt there is a radio station there and i think lockdown sent them a little bit loopy but <laughs> <laughs> wait for this right they mm-hmm. they have done right now A little bit of back... Well, it's not backstory. Geographical information. Frankfurt is in Hessen, the state of Hessen, right? So when the title of this, when I say it to you, it becomes a little bit more understandable. Hessen's next top coup. Now, coup is, of course, a... Cow. Yes. So the radio station from Frankfurt, Hit Hmm. Radio FFH, had a competition to find the top cow in the region yeah mm. I, I i ain't jesting you right you laugh when we all know that producers presenters dare i say on certain radio stations when they're a little bit desperate for content they'll oh, talk about don't
0: get me started every biscuit yeah what's your favorite biscuit but don't well give anyone this that
1: do. it tops it right? Oh. this tops it there was a short list of four cows in the end that's in video footage and i must have said they're very nice cows <laughs> i'm staring at them now shame you can't see it right so well, it's essence
0: for that, top
1: okay? cow there is a seriousness behind all this right is there so and they reckon 36 percent of the listeners chose a the, the winning ca- no. <laughs> what that means? A well, be, i don't know mm-hmm. hiker was chosen as the most beautiful cow i can trust look it's a proper cow i'm not i'm not being nasty to any you know um and yeah, well, she's she's it. She's the finest cow that there ever is. Immediately after the announcement, she went on to do a professional uh, photo thing. And,
0: and does she do printed. her own podcast?
1: Well, <laughs> <I> don't know. <laughs> should we should we get the next one if there is a next one? Uh, a face is going to be printed on a million milk cartons. There you go. So that's that's the whole reason behind that. They were selecting a cow who would go on a advertising campaign and appear on milk cartons. So. They
0: were a bit desperate for content, weren't they? I mean, we've seen a few strange talking points on some of these radio stations, but that one is just tops it all, I think.
1: <laughs> oh, there's plenty of others. Well, They've got plenty of material. I mean, in, in this country, obviously... Um, Presenters on some radio stations are not allowed to express their freedom, mm. uh, so you very much get a very quick one-liner and they're not off the pop, so Ooh, they're not allowed to do us, has it? stuff. No, it hasn't. <laughs> and and that's why it brings me on to the the hot topic of what's been happening over the past few months of about the swallowing up, effectively, of local radio.
0: Mm-hmm
1: um the big powerhouses and we all know who they are have subsequently gone around the uk swallowing up all these very traditional named local yeah, radio stations yeah. and they're just pouring out the same old music to those regions but they'll maybe have one of the shows which even the even the local shows are not local they're regional yeah, on the, right. in most cases and I was thinking about this the other day, and obviously with the involvement with Susie, and it doesn't do us any favours. I mean, we're part of the community, the radio station, but we are the local radio station, and that's what's happened now. Up and down the land here in the UK, we've obviously got all multitude of people, volunteers, all doing community radio, but it's made a transition now. Those are the local radio stations. Forget the other ones, that's all the... Yeah, It's non-stop pop, it's the same one-liners, uh, some big-name people there, and there is a place for it. Yeah, I get that. But when it comes down to the true gist of local radio, and the biggest concern is, I remember back in the day when I was working down the pit, or rather not, when I was trying mm-hmm. to get into radio, I used to yeah. write letters to the managers.
0: Oh, we've done that, yeah, I've done that, yeah. Yeah, you,
1: you could pop along. They'd be very kind, especially the BBC. Mm. Pop along, yep. sit down, have a bit of a career chat with them. And in the end, I ended up getting a job with the promotions team at, at Radio York, in York, funnily enough. And it led on to other things, met managers, met celebrities and all sorts of stuff. I mean, all right, by the way, I ended up doing some completely different. But I think nowadays, anybody that's trying to get into radio, first of all, really has to question what they really want to do. Because if they just want to be a hot jock on that radio station then they're not really going to exist are they
0: no, I mean, it was similar for me, actually, because I used to um, help out. I wouldn't say I did anything very significant there, but I used to help out at Radio Kent, again, a BBC local radio station. And that sort of added fuel to my enthusiasm for, for radio generally and the localness of it. Um, I had to, I had a job also at the BBC in London, but I still, in my spare time, enjoyed helping at the local radio station, which mm. is just crazy at the time. I used to do that. Um, my job was radio. I used to volunteer at hospitals radio in Tunbridge Wells, um, and I did At one point I did all three at the same time um, but that's generally how you got into radio because it showed those that were really into radio and really passionate about it used to do all those sort of things in those days. I don't know if it's quite the same now but we do get a lot of enthusiasm for people who join Susie Radio and we do see that and the other day we had quite a long drive up to Hereford. Long story but my son's going to be living and working there and I do my usual thing when I'm the passenger on a long journey. I start scanning the radio stations just much to everyone else's annoyance in the car and i was doing that and actually it was just going from one big brand to the next and i couldn't pick up anything local i like to hear what was going on in the area that i was traveling through and we went a long long way before i could actually find anything and i thought that was quite sad
1: yeah did it, it, it's it's massive because one feature of local radio was uh, i'd say leeds for example a very iconic building on burley road in leeds next to that, uh yorkshire tv you'd pass it every day you'd see it and you knew that the chap that was on your radio was sat mm. in there in that studio yeah. he lived and breathed the air that you were doing it he'd comment on local stuff and there, there were kind of local celebrities and you did have open days and i remember going along there and and meeting some of the presenters at the time and going in the studio and it was it was complete interaction. And they'd
0: have little it's, photos with the station logo on. And they'd Sign yes. it and, of, of and which and, to my
1: right hand side here in this have little you got studio, of the, <laughs> I've got a collection. I've got stickers. You'd and radio yeah. stations don't do that anymore.
0: The do car they? stickers and um. yeah, you'd have those and then then and a mug. The radio station <laughs> they've. They, Tremendously exciting to collect at the time. It seems a bit odd now. But yes, the way you used to get into radio was to start at the beginning and and really sort of put the hard work in, you know, just volunteering, really. And then if you were in the right place at the right time and had the right attitude things could often look up for you but you had to sort of put the effort in and be there
1: <laughs> yeah so i guess i'm kind of paying homage to the radio stations that were um, hopefully somebody somewhere who's very clever will will do a little documentary or, or look back at them because i think one, one of the worst things is a lot of the names have vanished um I, again quoting radio air in leads that gone through a lot of changes and name changes but kind of kept that all Air concept in its name, and it's gone now because it's something else. And along with many of those other radio stations, um, and as I look over, obviously it's been years since uh, in our vicinity. Radio Mercury, of course.
0: Oh, I used to like that. Yeah, yeah, that was a favourite. And I was
1: just looking on my board. uh, Radio City, which is Liverpool Metro Radio, which was Newcastle Ocean Sound, which I think was Portsmouth. Uh Saxon Radio, they were over in East Anglia. I could go on forever. Just naming
0: Well as I was a a real radio anorak at the time where I used to live in Tunbridge it was quite well situated to pick up all the um, new independent local radio stations that came on in the 80s so where we were we could get Invicta very easily we could get Mercury and the one I liked the most was Southern Sound that was based on the the Sussex coast I, I liked that one. I could still sing you some jingles but I won't.
1: No, the maybe... Jing- the,
0: not the jingles, the um, the adverts. They were, yeah, they were really good.
1: <laughs> well, there's a lot of content around on social media, a lot of jingles and all sorts of bits and pieces. I don't know if, if anybody else is listening to this and they want to reminisce about their local radio station. Maybe it's a, a special that we could do in the future because we've certainly got um, uh, a real love and a passion for that. But at the same time as well, Pay homage to the names that have vanished, but also respect all the community radio stations, including our very own Susie, of course, who will be more than happy if ever you feel like volunteering and you're missing out on that uh, sort of dabbling. You want to pop along for a, a cup of tea and have a chat about what you can do for those radio stations. Yeah. And if you want, if you do want to find out more, then of course you can get in touch with us and Tracy or myself. We can put you in touch with the relevant people. Okay. That's the plug for the radio yes. station out of the way
0: and hopefully soon it will be a situation where people can start training again because of of course at the moment we can't do that and soon getting out and about a bit more with our outside broadcast unit again you know we're normally doing that all summer long but at the moment we haven't been able to so much so although things are a bit quiet on the local radio front at the moment we are still here we are still helping put people in the community in touch with each other, promote good causes. But hopefully soon we'll be back out there again and um, we can, you know, allow new volunteers to come into the studio and watch again. Not just yet, but hopefully not too far away.
1: That's all for this episode. If you'd like to get in touch, then you can email either of us at si at czradio.com or tracy at czradio.com. This podcast was produced by Tracy Franklin and Cy Clark on behalf of Suzy Radio. Thanks for listening.